are you doing? Guys, how are you doing? We're here. With a lot, a lot of help from heaven, we're going to talk today a little bit, Bezat Hashem, about Arvat Hashem. What does it mean to love Hashem? And of course, we have this simple and the most amazing, amazing mitzvah of saying Kriyat Shema. Kriyat Shema. What does it mean, Kriyat Shema? Do you know? Really, one of the main things that I want to do with you guys is that I want to teach you Hebrew. Like, it's it's about time that you're going to learn some Hebrew, no? So, let's talk a little bit about Kriyat Shema. Let's see. So, first of all, we're saying Kriyat Shema. What does it mean, Kriyat Shema? The word Kriyat, what does it mean, Kriyat? So, Kriyat is reading and it's also calling. So we're saying Shema, we are reading Shema, and we're calling Shema, okay? And then, what does it mean Shema? Kriyat Shema. We're calling, we're saying Shema, we're reading Shema. What does it mean Shema? Shema is the first verse that we're saying Shema. Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. So we're calling the verse Shema, and also those parashiyot that we're reading, the portions that we're reading, we're calling all of them based, based on, the, on the first word, Shema. Shema, what does it mean, Shema? Listen. Now, who should listen? Should I listen? Am I reminding and calling myself to listen? Am I calling other people to listen? Like in a prayer, in a request, please listen, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm calling you. Listen. So, Shema, when you say Shema, you're talking to an individual. But you cannot say, even though that you say Shema, listen to an individual. In, in English, when you say listen, so it's, it's plural. It can be to one person, listen. And it can be listen to everyone. You're going to have to use another word to explain who you're referring that listen but in Hebrew, when you say Shema, you are talking to an individual. If you would want to say, listen to plural, to many people, to a public, you would say Shimu, listen, Shimu in Hebrew. But we're not saying Shimu, we're saying Shema. But we just said that there is a way to say that we are calling other people, like in a prayer, to ask them to listen as well. How can it be? Because the nation of Israel, as a public, is one group. And when Am Israel received the Torah from Mount Sinai, they were considered as one person with one heart, because they were united in their mind, in their love to Hashem. Do you see the sparks? There are sparks. You see the sparks? You see sparks? Okay, so when we're saying Shema, we're saying Shema Israel. Okay, Shema Israel, not only Shema, Shema Israel. Okay, so here we can see definitely that we have this option of calling the whole nation of Israel. Again, 
This is a reminder for all the Jews out there in the world that when they're saying Shema Israel, they think to themselves that they're now praying for the Jewish people. You're also talking to the Jewish people, but the Jewish people are only one tribe of the public of tribes of Israel. The majority of the people of Israel are not Jewish. They are as of today, um, with no, um, I, um, how we how we gonna define them? They they are their identity is not clear. You, it's very hard to put your finger on them and say, oh yes, he is this, he is that. Of course, that you have many tribes and people out there that they have tradition that they know their legacy. But, of course, that because of the darkness and heaviness of the exile, we uh, must admit that it's very, very hard to track back the history to know if really they were able to keep the purity um, of their family and to stay um, attached and connected to their own tribe or that they mixed with different families and different tribes and different nations and by that, losing so-called their religion, losing their attachment to the um, bloodline of, of their ancestors. Now, there is an amazing thing about it, and I'll tell you a little bit about it, even though we are drifting away from the subject, but what can we do when Hashem is calling? You need to go. So... Um, there is something very interesting about converts and it's very important for people to know why in the world that the Creator will give that opportunity, that option, um, that option um, for people to go out of the mainstream of being um, part and united with their nation or with their tribe, if that is God's will. Why does he allow people to go out of their public, out of their tribe, and to become um, like Gentiles, and then they need to come back? Because um, there is something, a very deep concept that is called sparks. Um, sparks of souls that are being spread and lost between different nations. And when the Israeli person collecting them means bringing them back so by that he is creating a huge huge effect a very powerful thing happens when those sparks coming back home and i told that story a um, few times in classes as well but we thank god have many new students and not all of them were able to hear all of the classes um, that i gave um, so i'm going to repeat that in a short version I once met a woman in Tel Aviv when I was uh, distributing books of faith and that woman came and started to cry and she asked me, why did it happen to me? Why did it happen? I told her, listen, open your heart and tell me your story. So she said, there was only one thing that was clear for me all my life. She lived with her family in Germany, if I'm not wrong. And she said, I was 100% sure that I'm going to marry a Jewish person. It was the most important thing for me in the world. She for sure was Jewish. She wanted to marry only a Jewish person. And then she 
met a guy and he told her that he's Jewish and she liked him and he liked her and they got along and things went well and she told him listen uh, he he um he um how do you say that he asked her uh, if she wants to to get married with him proposed he proposed and she said i will agree if you're going to show me documents that you are jewish if you're going to give me those documents you're going to show me you're jewish i'm going to marry you happily he went and after a couple of days he came with documents to buy and all the things that are showing that he's from a jewish family and everything was perfect they got married and only after around 20 years of marriage when her two boys were elder already um, around 20 years old she realized that he faked those documents and he lied to her and she married a non-jewish person and she lost her mind and she was so upset and she came to him and fought with him and told him why you did that thing to me you knew how important it was to me how do you can you, you how could you tell me you love me and you betrayed my trust and whatever and she divorced him and she came back to the land of israel broken-hearted and sad and depressed and lonely and 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 traumatized because that thing was the most important thing for her in the world and she made sure and she couldn't understand how can Hashem why did Hashem did something like that to her if that was the thing that she put her heart to it was so she made sure she she clarified she checked, she was, she was honest about it, she was pure about it. Why did Hashem, she felt, why did Hashem stab her in the back in such a horrible way? And she could not recover. It was too painful. But, thank God, I was a chosen kosher messenger to, to help her with a fantastic advice. And I told her, listen, there is a simple explanation for that and that is the truth those two children of yours they are Jewish right because you are a Jewish mother and a Jewish mother even if God forbid she got married married got married with a non-Jewish men their children are Jewish because the Jewish religion is a religion that is being set by the religion of the mother so now the creator made that thing to happen and wait till the end it's okay i hear your pain but the creator made you bring out two jewish children out of a non-jewish person right she said yes i told her okay now that seed of that man that you got married with is a seed that held inside of it the souls of two Jewish people, right? Because they came out Jewish. But that seed was in some kind of prison inside of a different nation, right? He was captive inside the body of a Gentile, of a non-Jewish person. And only after you were together and you have been conceived so those souls found their way into judaism right she said yes i told her so listen if you would know that 
to bring out those two children to the world, you're going to have to marry a non-Jewish person. Would you do that? She said, that's a very hard question. I don't know how to answer. Of course, I love my children, but I would never marry uh, a non-Jewish person. I told her, that's the reason why the Creator hid that thing from you. Because those souls were trapped inside of another body that belongs to a different nation. And they are Jewish souls that were held in captivity, in prison, inside of a foreign body. And they could not find their way out back to the borders of Kedusha, of holiness, to become back Jewish as their nature is calling them to be. And only by you getting married with that person, they found their gate back to Judaism. Now, how sparks of Jewish people find themselves, Jewish souls finding themselves in, in, inside of different, um, different nations? For an example, if a Jewish person is getting married with a non-Jewish woman, and now he gives his seed to that woman, and that woman is being conceived, and the children that are growing, they are not Jewish, because the Jewish religion is being set by the religion of the mother. And that mother, she is not Jewish, and therefore the spark, the souls that are treasured inside the seed of the Jewish husband, now went into a certain exile inside a foreign body, and therefore those sparks left the camp of Israel and passed the border to the outside, to different nations, to outside of the zone of the nation of Israel. And now those souls are going over there in different lifetimes and looking for their way back. And the Creator chose you, and you were that, you are that chosen one to deliver those souls back to the nation of Israel. That advice helped her greatly. And that was our side story, um, just to explain and to understand the importance of the connection to the nation of Israel and to understand the difference between the tribe of Yehuda means the Jewish people, to the rest of the tribes, that the majority of the tribes have been blended with the nations, with different nations. And when we are saying, Shema Israel, listen, Israel, we are calling all of them, all of them, all of them to listen. To listen to what? To the next part of the verse. We're telling them, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. When we're trying to translate the words Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. I know that in English you're going to say the Lord, but the Lord is just a way that you call God. Lord is like a master, but we're not saying here master. We're calling the Creator in His name. Adonai is His name. Eloheinu is another name to God, to the same God, just that the first name, Adonai, is a name that is revealing to us the goodness and kindness and, um, and the unconditional love of the Creator, His grace. And the word Eloheinu means 
that he is the one who owns all the power, means that he is the ruler, that he is in charge, that he is in control. So we're actually saying and calling all the nation of Israel, all the lost souls, and all the wonderful people out there in the world, we're calling them to know that the Creator, that He is the source of mercy, He is the leader of the world. And even though that sometimes the world looks so dark and so so painful and so full of judgments and, and challenges, still He is being run by the wonderful, loving Creator that is the source of kindness and, and grace. So that one that we know that He is the Father of mercy and we're reminding ourselves of His goodness while confronting and dealing with certain difficulties and challenges in the world full of, of, of judgments and constrictions. We are reminding ourselves that He is one, that Adonai Echad means that no matter what you go through in life, it's all coming from Hashem with no exceptions. People around you, the environment, the nature, the sky, earth, the situations, the voices, the feelings, everything is one. It's the unity of the Creator that is being revealed in never-ending um, number of uh, reflections and, and, and faces that the Creator is revealing His, uh, His will and his, uh, his greatness to us. Okay? And now, after we sing, Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad, listen everyone, listen, the nation of Israel, our Father in Heaven, He is our God, He is our leader, He is the unity itself, He is the universe, He is everything, He is on top of everything, He is one. When we're finishing saying that wonderful thing, we're blessing His name by saying, Baruch Shem Kvod Malchuto Leolam Va'ed. Quietly we're saying it. Bless is the name of um, uh, His kingship, His respectful kingship, forever, uh, forever. That's what we're saying. Baruch Shem Kvod Malchuto Leolam Va'ed. And then we're speeding up. After we called everyone to listen, to have faith, to know that the Creator, He is the Father of mercy and He loves us so much and He is leading us and He is the ruler and He is on top of everything and we're blessing Him for His respectful kingship, we're telling everyone and especially ourselves what should we do with all that knowledge to love Hashem. You should love Hashem, the Creator, your Father of mercy, with all your heart, and with all your power, with all your spirit, and with everything you have, with all your might, with all your energy. And you just need to love Hashem with every single thing that you can. Even if you are weak, even if you're tired, you should love Hashem. Sometimes you need to go to sleep because you love Hashem. Sometimes you need to say, I need to eat something because I love Hashem. You need to love Hashem while you walk, while you work, while you eat, while you drink, while you talk, while you pray, while you learn, while you're, while you're dreaming and hoping and yearning and, and desiring in every step of the way. You need to love Hashem with all your heart, with your good inclination, with your bad inclination, evil inclination. Always to love Hashem. 
There is nothing else we should do in our lives. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your brain. Don't waste your life. Love Hashem with all your heart, with all your power, with all your might. And may the blessing of heaven hover upon us all and fill us from within with great joy, great satisfaction to make amazing developments in our lives and to rise and shine in front of His holy eyes to please Him and to make Him happy and satisfied from our holy work and to go and spread the light among our loved ones to make everyone aware of His greatness and His glory to be nice, to be kind, to be generous. And what else can I say? Salam alaikum. Be well. Shumna Vagdo Yatsotin